Hey friend, before we get into today's episode, I have a question for you. Actually, I have a couple. Do you long to let go of expectations, obligations, and distractions? Do you long to live with more peace, presence, and purpose? And do you wish you could do less and live more? Then I want to invite you to a new mini course called Do Less, Live More. It's going live in September, and then you'll be able to access it via replay. On it, I'll give you my five-step roadmap to get you on your way to doing less of what doesn't matter so you can live more of what does. But seats are limited, so make sure to go and get your ticket at lissafiggins.com forward slash more. In the course, you'll learn how to clarify your one thing to focus on that will make the biggest difference in your life. You'll learn to create space and break free from the distractions. And you'll learn to commit to creating a plan and taking action on the right things. Do you want to reach your destination and enjoy the journey? Then you don't want to miss out on this. Remember, we'll be live in September, and after that, replays will be available. So go get all the info and your ticket at lissafiggins.com forward slash more. Now let's get to today's episode. Hey friend, it's Lissa. Each and every week to introduce you to an amazing woman who is on this journey with us and is also inspiring others along the way. So today I am super excited to introduce you to my friend Erin Harrigan. She's a Christian wife, mom, speaker, and coach, and she is passionate about guiding ambitious Christian women to break free from overwhelm, from overachieving, and from underfulfilling to carry out God's assignment with clarity serenity and fulfillment. And here's what I love. Listen to this. If you're feeling like life around you is harried, her heart is really to help us to tune out the world and then tune into God's truth and to turn up the focus so that we can really redesign hustle and pursue success God's way. So Erin, I'm so excited that you are here. Tell us a little bit more about, you know, your journey and kind of how you got to this place to be so passionate around helping women with their hustle and their success in a different way. Well, thank you for the honor of being here and to share this message that God gave me, which is really not where I thought I would be. I'm sitting here at 54. I've had a business of my own for 12 years. I was in the network marketing industry. And when I got into that 12 years ago at, what is that, 42? I This is not what I ever thought I would be doing. 
But I have been, right. I know it just kind of sneaks up on you. I had been a driver's driver and achievement chaser my whole life. I was, I'm the oldest of four to a single mom. I was the very responsible and independent one and growing up in and out of poverty really led me to want to redefine what my legacy would look like. So I went to school, I got the degree, I got the job, corporate world, and I was really about making the money Mm -hmm. and I'm a hard worker. So being tenacious, being focused and driven is just really who God made me to be. So for the bulk of my life, really, that's what I went after. I was looking for my identity in the achievement and the next goal and the next promotion and the next dollar and the next client and all the things. And after getting married and having kids, interestingly, two daughters. So like, what's the example that I'm setting as I'm kind of doing all of the things to build business. I hit this wall in 2014 and some of your listeners or those watching may be able to appreciate this. I kind of woke up one day and looked in the mirror and thought, this is not what I thought success would feel like. You know, you talk about helping women who are over 40 and it's so fascinating for me to look back at what's happened over the last 12 years. All of that happened after 40. I became an entrepreneur after 40. I chose to do that so I could redirect my time and be able to design my days and be more available to my family, but without sacrificing the income, right? So when I woke up that day in 2014 with the big house and the luxury car and making money, but not quite enough because I had in the previous year been let go from my very lucrative corporate job, this, this, this feeling that overcame me was sort of like emptiness. Like it was never going to be enough. I was going to keep striving for the next thing, but I was trying to fill this hole. What I did not know at the time, Lisa, is that it was a God-shaped hole. Mm. And when I hit that wall, I did what any woman would do, which is reach out to a friend, right? I reached out to a mentor of mine in my business. We call her the velvet hammer because she is very good at giving the truth, like hammering mm-hmm. the truth, but with, with love and care. Right. And she's an incredible woman of Christ. And she asked me this question, which I would pose to all of you listening. Do you know who you are and whose you are? Mm. And that question changed everything for me and led me to doing what I'm doing now, which is kind of like sharing this roadmap that God gave me with other women. I love that. And I love it's so interesting. It's such a journey, isn't it? Because, you know, you didn't wake up, you know, or even graduate from high school or college or, you know, like all these different milestones, you know, you didn't know that this is where it was leading you. And it's so interesting how God uses our path, all of it to make us into who, you know, he wants us to be. And that that's part of, there's kind of a dual meaning to repurpose. When I talk about this show being repurposed after 40, Part of that is like being repurposed, like God taking those things in our past, whether it's relationships, whether it's education, whether it's experiences, whether it's trauma and difficulty and pain or whatever it is, and reusing them, allowing us to use it in a new way, right? To be able to bless, to encourage, to help others, you know, on this journey. 
Uh, and then the other, the other way that I've been more recently defining it is about like reconnecting to our purpose, mm. because I think what you just described, I mean, you and I could have been sisters separated at birth, twins separated at birth, <laughs> you know, even the waking up in the mirror, like that's the exact way that I describe it of just waking up in the mirror and looking at myself and going, what just happened? Oh, you know, right. it wasn't just the wrinkles around the eye and a little bit of pudge around the belly after three babies, but you know, it was more of the, who am I and what's mm. God calling me to do? And what does this look like? And is there life beyond my four walls? And you know, that type of thing. Um, where was I going? So the, the, this whole, you know, this whole idea of, of going, what is my purpose, right. Mm. Of, of knowing, okay, God's created me for a reason. Right. And, you know, and what does this look like? And what are maybe those, like, what's that, the breadcrumb trail, right. Over the years. Yes. That are leading us to this, right? Yeah. Yeah. It's so true. And it, it is such a journey. And I, and when I hit that wall and had that conversation with the velvet hammer and she asked me that key question, the next question was, do you know Jesus? And at the mm -hmm. time, Lisa, like Jesus was sort of this mashup for me, like God law of attraction universe. And like this mm -hmm. guy, right. I believed in God. I felt I had a relationship with God. I prayed to God, but I didn't have an intimate personal relationship with Jesus because see, mm -hmm. to that point, I had made all the things that God had given me to steward. Mm -hmm. I actually made them my idols, right? My right. business, right? motherhood, achievement, being a wife. So these became my idols. And in fact, my business actually became my savior because when two years into my network marketing business, I had reached the th third of four levels. At the same time, the job that was very lucrative that I wanted to leave left me. And you would mm -hmm. think that's an incredible blessing, right? Like now I can put all my time and effort into building my business. But what I did while I did do that is it then became all consuming for me. I right. found my identity in it, right? And so- when we seek to find our identity and we define ourselves by those achievements or those roles or those titles, mm. it really leaves very little room for God to move in our life. And God really couldn't move in my life because I didn't have a connection to Jesus because these other things were my savior, but yet I still had this black hole. Mm. And so in that conversation, October 4th, 2014, I gave my life to Christ that changed everything because it changed the way I viewed it business. It changed the way I do business. And at the same time, as an ambitious woman, I am a list maker and I don't know about anybody else, but I'm all about making the list. And if I do something that's not on the list, I put it on the list so I can check it off. And I yes. know I'm not the only one. Yes. Out there. So I thought, oh, check that box. I got Jesus. I'm good to go. Hmm. And my mentor said like, this is a process. It is a journey. You referred to that earlier, yes. but don't we all want that one thing? Like we check the box, right? Mm -hmm. And okay, that's done. So now everything else will open up. And so it has been a journey. It has changed me because, you know, scripture tells us that we become a new creation. Right. I love how you define repurpose in different ways, because I believe that be, when we become a new creation, which by the way, if you've been a Christian for a while, you get to do that every single day as you renew mm -hmm. your relationship with Jesus, he upcycles us. Like he takes right. all of that stuff. Yeah. He redeems every single bit of it. And he, he 
begins to use it to really form us into who he's truly made us to be and the assignment that he's truly given us to walk out. And at the same time, I do think it's so unique for us after 40, because we do kind of go, maybe we've had kids or we've been married or not, but we've kind of had the bulk of our career to that point. And we do sort of wake up thinking there has to be more than this. Because all the things that the world has told me to go after and go make happen and go for more and what defines a successful leader in particularly a successful woman, like it it really leaves us empty. Mm. And so really understanding that our purpose ultimately is to love people and make disciples, Mm. but God gives us our businesses or our volunteer opportunities or our serving opportunities to really walk out that assignment. and that is that that is repurposing, right? Because we probably didn't look at it that way before. Yeah. I love that. Right. And you're right. We are a new creation in Christ and we have this new purpose, right? It's not just about me and it's not just about this world around me. And it's not just about this time that this body will be here on this planet, right? It's about what's, what's the eternal impact that Mm, what I'm doing is making. Right. And it starts in our families that's and then right. it goes into our communities. Right? right. And then it, that starts having a ripple effect around us. Right. And, you know, and I think that's maybe what happens, you know, after 40 is for me, I think I, I kind of start, I started seeing that my kids were going to leave the nest and my identity <laughs> right. at that point was so wrapped around being so that mom. Good. Yeah. Right. And doing that right. And raising them, you know, to, to, you know, to, to know the Lord and to do all these things well, and, and all of that. And I started looking and going, wait, they're not going to be here that much longer who am I? Right. Like what, you know, what happened to me? And, and I knew like God was talking to my heart, like there are things I want you to do outside of just Mm. you. Mm. And it's time to start, you know, kind of, kind of doing that. But Mm. so why do you think it is that, especially as women, because this is who my audience is, why do you think we get so caught up in this hustle, hurry, achieve, do, you know, like all those things? Um, why do you think that's such an issue for women? So part of it is the noise of the world. Right. So for so long, we fought for our rights. I recently went to an event down in Occoquan, Virginia at the National Suffrage Museum, I think it is, or they they have a monument there. And for so long, we fought for our place. We fought for our rights. And Mm -hmm. and certainly, you know, our 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 sisters of color are still fighting for that. Right. So then we got it. But but then. My friend Sherry shared with me the other day, she tuned into a Forbes webinar about the, the gender disparity in income. And it, and I'm going to misquote this. I'm just going to tell you that. But it's something like- a loose translation here. The right? loose translation is that for white women, that gap will close 30 years from now. Mm. Okay. But for women of color, that gap won't close for a hundred more years. Mm. So what we've done- and there, and there's nothing wrong with us, you know, finding our place and being and contributing to the world. That's that's we're made to do that, but we think we have to work so hard to go make it happen. So part of it right. is the noise of the world. Part of it is that we are just born and bred, even though the scripture tells us throughout to stop looking left and right, that we are, we're just, we just do that, right? We're constantly looking left and right. What is so-and-so doing? And am I keeping up? And am I not? I mean, think about it when you were, when you had kids, when your kids were little, when my kids were little, they're 24 and 22. Now I remember getting together with other parents and, and having these conversations. Oh, well she's 80% on the growth chart. 
Like it starts there, right? Exactly. And so, you and I were raising kids when there wasn't Instagram. Oh right? my god! Literally had to go and you know and and see your friend or or literally legit have a phone conversation. You can even yeah. text them versus yeah. you can scroll and see how you compare yeah. to everybody else exactly. out there. Exactly. Yeah. So I think it's I know that it's difficult because the world is loud. It's we live in a fallen world, so it's what we put ourselves through. And then there's this idea of control. There's this idea of make it happen, be a boss, babe. If it is to be, it's up to me. Mm-hmm. And it is really hard for us to stop white knuckling. Like I know it sounds much better when Carrie Underwood sings it, Jesus take the wheel. Right. But honestly, if I summed up my journey to where I am now, it would be like, ambitious woman gets lost on her way to the top, finds Jesus. He says, let me drive, hold the map. And then later he says, oh, you know, that map I gave you, which by the way is the Bible, go share that with other women, right? We have a hard time letting go of control. It's Mm -hmm. very cliche. We hear it all the time. Let go, let God. But we don't really know what that means. We don't really know what it means to be led because we're so afraid that if we allow him to lead us, what if he slows me down? What if he redirects me? What if he changes my the plan? What if he didn't mean for me to reach those goals? Like I was going to be at the top of my company. This right. is not what I planned. This is not the plan, right? This is not right. And so that's that's why it's so hard. And I do believe as women, we desperately want him to lead us, but we're just a little bit afraid of what that might mean. Yeah. And it's so crazy because it's so much better when we don't. Right. And it's like, I mean, think back to when we had kids, right. And they were, you know, uh, they were learning to ride their bike. Right. And and they want, I remember holding that middle bar on the handle on the handlebars of my kids and running alongside them. Right. Or or holding the back of the seat. And, you know, if you went to let go or you pretended like you were holding, but you really weren't, they were like, no, you know, but you knew once they were like, you know, once they didn't have you hanging on, they were going to have a much better ride and they were going to enjoy it and they could go so much farther. Right. But they were so like, no, this feels so safe. And yes, yes. Right. And And we we do the same thing. Yeah. And we think that we're safe in our own control, but ladies, ultimately we are not in control. We're just not right. I mean, (laughs) he who knit us together in our mother's womb, who knows every hair on our head, who created all the creation we see around us, like really, are we really in control? We're not right. And that makes it so hard for us to let it go. And so therefore we wrap up, we, we anchor our identity in the achievement and we, we anchor our action to our own direction. And you know, we try to be disciplined in our daily actions, but we're very distracted by the shiny things. And mm-hmm. that's the end. That's where the enemy wants us. He wants us distracted. He wants us discontented. He wants yeah. us doubtful. And guess what? He wants us disunified, right? right? Yeah. It's, it's why there's so much like, what is she doing that I'm not doing? Right. Mm. And, and, and we get so caught up in that that breaking free from that, exactly what you just said. It's why I talk about clarity and serenity. Like serenity is not a word that we use, but think about it. The definition of serenity is untroubled, Mm. unruffled, calm. Like, doesn't that feel really good? So much better. That's how we can operate when we allow the Lord to lead us. And then what he has for us is so much bigger and better than 
you know, the goals that we set with earthly eyes and earthly thoughts. Yeah. But it's almost like we don't even know that world's out there. Like all we can see is what's right in front of us. And we think this is, you know, the best. And it's like, we don't even know what we're missing out on because we haven't taken the time to just let go of the steering wheel and feel what it's like to not be the one that's in control. Yeah. Yeah. So such, I mean, wow. And think about the ripple effect that has, right? Because we all know that, especially in our homes, you know, we are such a thermostat for our families and the people around us and all of that. And so what if we were to start to let go of some of this Mm -hmm. and start hustling less and pursuing success God's way and having a whole different perspective on what we're doing and why we're doing it. So I know people are listening right now and they're like, okay, yep. Raising the hand. That's me. You know, I'm the girl who adds something to her checklist just to check it off. I'm the girl who's got all the spreadsheets. I'm the girl who has the reminders, the alarms, the whatever. Right. I like to say I'm a recovering to-do list girl and still working on it. What would you say to her? You know, what would be some steps that she can start taking to start letting go of that steering wheel and, and truly letting God, you know, have that. Well, the, th- the funny thing is, is that we're a little bit adrenalized by the hustle. Like it kind of gets us going, right? Right. But I believe that we can redefine that. So let me start by saying the key to all of this is learning to redefine hustle and doing that you're pursuing success God's way. So I want to give a shout out to Melinda Fuller. She wrote a book, Obedience Over Hustle, I think it's called. And she talks about how Jesus hustled. Now the word that is not in the Bible. I just want to be clear, right? (laughs) but she points us to Mark chapter four. And she says, Jesus worked with small groups. He worked with large groups. He traveled all over and he clearly had a defined timeline, right? Three years. Hey girl, just want to push pause to say, I feel you. You wish you knew where to put your focus to be that goal achieved girl, but you get distracted, discouraged, and derailed with all the things on your plate as a busy woman and your dreams and goals feel far off. Am I right? What if you had an energizing purpose, a clear vision, and breakthrough goals to start being you with your goal achieved today? I'm so excited to announce that our next repurposed virtual experience is starting soon. Over four weeks working together, you'll participate in a get-or-done live workshop to craft your repurposed life statement, self-paced modules to design your repurposed vision and goals, group coaching calls for support, community, and accountability to make it happen, and a one-on-one coaching call to help you move forward faster than you'd expect. Guaranteed, you'll walk away believing you are that goal-achieved girl and start showing up like her now. Just click the link in the show notes to learn more and join us. Now back to our conversation. If you look up the word hustle in the dictionary, there's actually two definitions. The first definition is, paraphrasing, to really work with intention, to have a sense of urgency, Mm-hmm. And that's what Jesus did. Like, there's no doubt that that's what he right. did. The second definition is the one that the world has attached itself to the one that gets the bad rap. And mm. it should, because it's a very like aggressive, make it happen roar. Right. And so while there is movement in a lot of messaging about letting go of the hustle, I believe it's not actually letting it go. It's just taking Jesus's definition, if you will. Right. So I believe there's four things that you can do for that. And I call this the four keys. The first thing is you have to understand who defines this for you. Like, Mm. how are you defined? Who defines you, who you are and whose you are, right? Right. Who defines success and who defines progress? Mm. Only God can define that. 
So that's the first step is really sitting down and saying, how am I even defining what success means? How am I even defining who I am? And these are kind of the steps that I walk my coaching clients through. The second thing is, if you know that he defines you and only he defines you, then whose direction are you going to take? His. I call him our great positioning shepherd, our GPS. GPS. Love it. Holy Spirit gave me that one a few weeks ago because he ultimately directs us, right? Right. So not only are we then breaking the chains of overwhelm, trying to keep up with who the world says that we're supposed to be and what success really means, but we're also breaking the chains of overachievement because when we allow him to direct us, we're really doing what he's given us to do. Mm. And it's the daily decision and we are always a work in progress, right? Right. Then the third thing is to take how he defines you and how he directs you. And then we've got to put it into daily discipline because mm. listen, there are a lot of things on our to-do list, but are those things that are on our, aren't on to-do list, what I call mission focused. In other words, mm. If you only got those two things done today to move your business or to move your volunteering or whatever forward, are you satisfied with that? And can you actually be disciplined in your time to put that action in place, right? So if we take and ask ourselves, how does he define me? And we get clear on how he's directing me. And then we build our daily discipline and our action around that. Then the fourth key is we allow him to develop us. You know, we have Mm -hmm. to be pliable. We are like in the potter's hands. I love that T.D. Jakes calls his church um, potter's church. Like we are, are meant to be flexible. We are meant to be shaped by him. We are simply a vessel, right? And so when we allow him to develop us, here's what happens in business there's this concept of the closed loop. In other words, like you make the plan, you execute the plan, you learn the things and you put that back in so that the next time you do it better, right? That's exactly what these four keys are, right? We allow him to define and direct us. We put that into discipline. Oh, guess what? I learn, I develop. So that next time I do it better. Mm. Next time when I come to the same crossroads, I'm like, hold on a second. I know the enemy is telling me to go this way but I'm going to go this way. I'm not going to let that distract me, right? Those four keys, to me, it's really about four questions, right? Who's defining you? Who's directing you? How are you putting that into discipline? And how are you developing? And this is an ongoing process that will never be done with on this side of heaven. But here's what it does. Besides breaking those chains of overwhelm and overachievement, it breaks the chains of unfulfillment because we're no longer finding our fulfillment in the achievement, right? Right. And then it unlocks clarity because we know who we are and whose we are. And we know what our assignment is and we know what to do. It unlocks serenity because we're no longer running around trying to make it all happen and figuring out how we can get ahead faster. And then it unlocks fulfillment. And this month, that's my theme on my, on the hustle with heart podcast, we're talking about fulfillment and making it that practical to me. I mean, I still, I still have the guide on my desk, you know, because there, there still are times where I'm thinking, hold on a second, who defined that? Right. So those are really practical questions that, that women can ask themselves and really pray and journal over to help them break those chains. 
And I love that you said this is an ongoing process because I feel like we think I should have arrived, you know, by this Mm. point in my life, I should have figured this out. Or by this point, you know, if I put this much time or this much effort, or I put this much work into something like, yep, I should be able to check that box and be like, okay, I got that. And now I can move on to something else. And yet I think you hit on that, that this is a growth process. And once we, once we even say I've arrived, we settled, right. We've settled for less than what he has for us. We know that God has abundance for us. Right. And he came to give us life and give it to us abundantly. Right. And, you know, and, and just saying, okay, I'm always going to be asking these questions because I always want to be growing in my relationship with him and also in living out what he's called me, what he's called me to do. Yeah. And, and, you know, that process that I personally went through when I had that sort of mirror, mirror on the wall moment is so critical to understand because what I thought was there must be something wrong with me. I'm not willing to work hard enough. I must be lazy. I'm not doing enough things. Like I'm me, it's me, it's me, it's me. And so if you're asking yourself that question, like, shouldn't I have learned this by now? Like, shouldn't I know Mm -hmm. this? Like I've been working at this business or I've been working toward these goals or whatever. Stop for, take some time to stop and say, Lord, how do you define success for me? Right. What is it that you want me to be doing? And then Lord, show me where I need to go and what I need, like give me some sort of the roadmap. And then if you're faithful, to take the action and trust that he who created everything created you as my friend, Dr. Sherry says on purpose for a purpose and the world Mm. needs you. Then you can stop beating yourself up over what you haven't gotten done or that you weren't cut out for this, or you're not doing enough work or all of those things. You're not supposed to have learned this yet. Because the day that you stop learning the next thing, he's done with you and he'll bring you home to heaven. Like, (laughs) right. You know? Yeah. Yeah. And I love that his yoke is easy and his burden is light. And I just finished reading the book, the uh, almost done with the ruthless elimination of hurry by John Mark Comer. And he talks about that in there. Right. And like, what does that look like to have a light and easy Mm. life? And it doesn't mean I'm kicking back my feet and I'm, you know, eating bonbons and sipping, you know, margaritas and watching Netflix. Um, but how can we live even in the midst of this chaotic, like you said, broken, sinful world and have that peace in our hearts, that peace that goes beyond circumstances that goes beyond understanding that's anything beyond me. Right. Right. And what, what, what would the world look like if that's how we showed up every day? Oh, right. I mean, can you imagine if our ultimate purpose is to love people and make disciples when you're showing up that way? with a calm and a peace and a joy, you are truly reflecting Christ's light. And guess what? People are going to be drawn to you because they're going to want to know, like there's something different about you. I want to do business with you. Or can you tell me more? Like, how do you live this out? Right. That's our ultimate purpose. And if we, we will have trouble. Jesus told us that, right. We are Mm -hmm. going to have challenges, but if, if in the face of that, we can come back to Lord, how are you defining and directing me? Mm-hmm. then we can, yes, we show up hurt and yes, we mourn and yes, we get angry at all of those things, but we can come at it with, with a still this foundation of calm and joy that, like you said, the peace that surpasses understanding mm-hmm. that is operating with, you know, 
a light yoke and a light burden for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, so good. I just said Proverbs three, five, and six flash in my mind, you know, trust in the Lord with all your heart, right? That's right. And lean not on your own understanding and in all your ways, whatever he's calling you to do, acknowledge him and he's going to direct your paths, you know, and yet we read that we probably recited that who knows how many times in Sunday right. school or Awana or with our kids or whatever. And then we live life. Like I'm trusting myself. It's my wisdom. It's, you know, it's my direction or the world's direction or whatever. And yeah. So how to truly let go ah! and let God in a real way, yes. not just the cliche way. I love That's this. Right. That's right. Mm. Well, I know that my listeners are right now just going, they feel, they feel kind of like that breath of fresh air, like, okay, yeah. there is, there is life beyond the hustle and hurry and chaos. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> right. But they also may be feeling a little bit of that angst of like, I have no idea how to really get from where I am to that kind of a life. Yeah. So what kind of, what kind of resources do you have to offer? How can people find you? Like what, you know, what, what would be a next good step for somebody who's listening and saying, this is something I really want to start addressing and, and doing something about yeah. So for my hands-on friends, because I, I know I am a hands-on, like give me an exercise or something, they can go grab my four keys tool. So it's, it's a free download that they can grab. Um, just aaronharrigan.com slash four keys. I know you'll share that link and yeah. it's really a PDF that just allows you to have it in front of you, but mm-hmm. that you also could open your journal and, and, you know, look at it and journal about it and pray over it and that kind of thing. So that's kind of like a tangible hands-on. And then the other thing I would say is go listen to my podcast. The hustle with heart podcast is tailor-made for ambitious Christian women who hit that wall and right. the heart of it is helping entrepreneurs align results to God's truth. So that is my mission. As Lisa said earlier, like my mission is to help you tune out the world, tune into God's truth and turn up focus so that Mm. you can build a thriving business. But even if you're not a businesswoman, you will get something out of it because you're probably ambitious in other ways. And when you listen to the podcasts, I really bring biblical truth with practical application. So those are the two things that I would say to give you kind of a tangible next step. And I would encourage you to give it time because you're not going to solve this problem overnight and you're not going to solve it on this side of heaven. Jordan Rayner in his book, Redeeming Your Time talks about, I don't know if it's his quote or someone else's, I can't remember, but he says that like, even musical geniuses will die with their best symphonies mm. unwritten. So you're not going to get it all done, friend. You're not. But what if you could be focused on God's mission to allow him to lead you and pursue success his way, and then just experience this, this sense of, you know, clarity and serenity and fulfillment it would radically change the way you do business and the way you do life. Right. Oh, so amazing. And so much more freeing and so much more productive when you really think about it. Mm. Right. Because we're not allowing all the things that don't matter to fill that space. All the clutter. Exactly. And I was just going to say, that's what we focus. I focused on in March was clutter, whether it's our physical space clutter, whether it's technology and devices clutter, uh, or whether it's just our schedule and calendar, everything that is in our world, physical or, you know, or uh, electronic is there because either we invited it or Mm -hmm. someone, we allowed someone else to bring it in and we let it stay. That is so good. And then we wonder why I don't have the time. I don't have the money. I don't have the focus. I don't have the energy to do these things that I really want to do or to even let God work in my life because I'm so busy 
keeping up with all the stuff that I have right? and right. not letting, you know, it's like, it's like if you were to allow all the weeds to grow over those beautiful flowers mm-hmm. and they don't get any sunlight, right? Like that's right. You have to like pull those weeds out. So the sunlight can get in there and allow those them to flourish. So yes, that's his that. pruning. That's what he does. Right. right? Yeah. I will drop the link to my clear the clutter uh, workshop that I did because we talked about those, those areas. And I love the fact that you talked about a checklist because I'm a recovering to, to do checklist girl. And so I've created one recently that's called do less, live more. Oh, and, you know, and so that. it still has boxes to check for those of you who like the boxes to check, but it's about who you're being first Mm. and let that inspire and and involves prayer and meditation and, Mm. you know, journaling and reading some of those disciplines we've talked about today, let that then guide what you do. Right. So you can filter out all the stuff that really doesn't matter and just focus in on what is God calling me to do today. So I will drop that link in there as well. Love it. Such a great thing. So at the end of the episodes lately, I've been asking this question. So I, we talk about seven different areas of our life. They all start with F faith, family, friends, field of work, which can be a business working for somebody else, full-time mom or grandma, volunteering, finances, fitness, which is mental or physical wellness and fun. Um, so don't just give me the Jesus answer. Like you don't have to say faith just because you're here talking about, that. Like, you know, I totally like, you know, I'll even put that caveat out there, but of those seven areas, which is the one area that for the rest of this year that you are like, you know what, if I really put some more attention and intention into this, this would have a huge ripple effect on, you know, these other areas in my life. What would that one be for you? So for me, it's family. You know, I'm an empty nest mom. I mentioned earlier, mm-hmm. my girls are in their twenties and this uh, parenting adult thing is um, different. So yes. for me, it's really family because it's a different world to be mm-hmm. empty nest, you know, Besides our kids being out of the house in the last six months, I think it's been, we put both of our dogs down, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. So now we really are emptiness. So I'm focusing on how, how do I show up for my family in this new stage of life? Sure. Right? Like how is God repurposing me right. as a mom, not to be a mom, like I used to be, but to be more of an advisor and like, what does that look like? And it's hard because what I was going to say earlier was you know, it has been over time simpler for me to let go and let him guide me and, and, you know, put the four keys into action. Not so easy for me with my kids. And I was never a helicopter mom. Right. But now I'm like, you're making adult decisions. Let like, I can give you some expertise around that. And they're like, no, it's okay. (laughs) So family is my, is my big thing. It's the ultimate test of letting go of control when we oh let my our gosh. spread their wings. Yes. And, you know, true. So, so good, but it's so important. Right. And it's so freeing and it's best for them and it's best yes. for us. And that's how yes. God designed it. Right. We didn't want them to live in our basement for the rest of their lives and, know. you know, be, be at the kitchen table every single night. We enjoy them and welcome them in when they come back, but yeah they want to go pursue their own things. And that's, I think that's part of this process of us letting go of control, these other areas of our life. So I love that tangible, um, you know, just, just reminder of how to live that out. So thank you so, so much for today, for sharing your heart, for sharing your vision, your experience, your mission, your, you know, the truth uh, that God's word says, and just what impact that this has in us. It's really touched me a lot personally. And I know that it's touched, you know, our listeners today. So those of you who are listening, this is one of those episodes I know you're going to want to listen to again. So make sure you save it. 
uh, go follow Aaron's podcast. I just, I, I have it in my library. So I listen to it every week when it comes out and share this with friends of yours. Yeah. If you know someone who tends to be in the hustle mode, right. Or the doing mode or the, you know, always needing to, you know, validate ourselves by what we're achieving or our roles, please share this with them because then this can be that breath of fresh air and help mm-hmm. them on that journey as well. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah, we're praying that, that touches the right people with, with this conversation today. That's so right. yeah. thank you so much, Aaron, for being here today. Thank you everyone for joining us. And until next time, keep living out that God-given purpose, right? And enjoying the life that he's given you to live. Take care. Thanks so much for listening today. It means the world to me that we could spend this time together. While it's top of mind, be sure to hit the follow button so you never miss an episode. And better yet, come join my free Goal Achieve Girls Live on Purpose Facebook community. Together, we'll discover how to shift the thoughts and habits that got you where you are to the ones who will take you where you want to be. Inside the group, you'll find coaching to become more balanced, resources to experience more growth, and lots of inspiration and accountability to design your life. Not to mention a great community of amazing women just like you wanting to live repurposed too. So click the link in the show notes to join us. If you enjoyed this episode or think it would add value for others in this stage of life, please leave a review right here on this platform because that helps to get seen and heard by more women like you. And I'd love to hear your thoughts on what we talked about today or what you'd like us to talk about in the future. So send questions, comments, or suggestions in a message to Lisa Figgins on any social platform. And until next time, remember, start being that goal achieved girl now who lives her life by design.